other side of the news is a current and dynamic companion to augment the discussions from the other side of midnight. We investigate, explore, and extrapolate facts to gain better understanding of current affairs and events, and thus... To bring comfort and calm to our wide international audience. It's a spontaneous commentary. Based on well-verified references vetted through vigilance and discernment. Our desire is to awaken your imagination with questions. Questions that have not been asked, yet need answering. The other side of the news is a place where you can come and be with us in community. Learning new things, asking questions, getting compelling answers. And interesting viewpoints. It's about curiosity. We present thought-provoking questions to incite your mind, propelling you to see the world in another way. Propelling you to see the world in another way. Clear insights and fresh perspectives on global events. Tune in for a balanced view of the other side of the news. My name is Timothy Saunders. I'm one of your trio of co-hosts in the 65th edition of The Other Side of the News. I'm speaking to you this early morning from Turkey's Aegean coastline, which many of you may be situated on the other side of the planet. As the sun rises here, whichever time zone you are currently experiencing, hopefully you're relaxing into this show and eager to hear some fascinating insights from our latest guest. I will soon be joined by co-host and producer Kintia, together with co-host and researcher Annette Driscoll, who are speaking this evening from their wheelhouse in California. This show is entitled Legacy of the Gods. Let there be no mistake, we are most definitely living in the process of the most significant transition in recorded history. I select these words to convey we are no longer on the eve of this event. We are no longer in a position to continue avoiding this issue as we are already well on the ramp. And yet, we have been warned about this for decades, if not far longer. We have left the safe harbor of normality and have already set sail for a brand new normal. There is no turning back, whether you like it or not. We live in a time when differing momentums run in parallel. While some are understandable in part, none feel as comfortable or as familiar as before. And some of these momentums, I would venture to say, most of them seem alien to the majority of us. However, some people retain their heads in the sand, while many continue to seem so the mainstream narrative, masked up social distancing, and deluded by the prospect of being jabbed by a potentially dangerous experimental injection, which promises to offer protection and freedom, but these promises continue to broken repeatedly, not to mention the horrendous number of adverse reactions and deaths occurring following the said injections. On the upside, many thousands of people continue to awaken each day and continue to join the millions who are already well aware of the insanity that is being orchestrated by what I term as the minority. There are multitudes of doctors, medical professionals, lawyers, and key individuals who are now actually making positive headway against the ill of this pandemic. There are countless examples of good news, headlines accumulating that continue to be censored by the mainstream social media prostitutes. 
that can be easily found on independent platforms and in our show links. Headlines that not only demonstrate the real dangers that come from the harmful masks, the pointless anti-social distancing and the dangerous jabs, the strangulation of our careers and economy, but also showcase the breakthroughs in exposing the origins of this sinister scam. How inappropriate the use of the PCR is and how easily it can be manipulated to suit the mainstream narrative, to fake statistics, to intentionally confuse cases with deaths, to highlight the overrun empty hospitals with dancing nurses. There are also many legal wins that mean innocent people no longer have to follow these unnecessary draconian measures. And more recently, independent laboratory results that specify which elements can actually be found inside these vile vials, including many independent sources that state the alleged COVID vaccine contains high levels of graphene oxide, which is a known harmful chemical to human beings, which coincidentally gives some symptoms as the alleged COVID-19. How strange. The injections seem to be causing the variants. The bright side of the message is at least people are beginning to learn the Greek alphabet. While we are a species that has apparently evolved over the course of the last few thousand years, there is a momentum that runs in parallel to human evolution that is less ambitious than many would care to notice or admit. This may perhaps be explained in many depictions through history. On each dollar bill, we clearly see the capstone of the pyramid hovering above the main body of the pyramid symbolizes the definition of the division of the elite, the decision makers and profit makers who, while disconnected, remain in view of the rest of humanity below, the farmers above the cattle and the minority above the farmers. We see this 20% controlling the 80% displayed throughout history in all forms of media, movies, literature, education, art, and folklore. However, for the masses, there is far more going on behind the scenes than just luck of the draw, faith, hard work, and determination. There are alleged associations, societies, clubs, and of course, bloodlines that differentiate the people in the correct part of the Venn diagram who prosper with those who are not, who are invariably left out in the cold or far worse. So who defines these bloodlines? Could it be something that occurred in distant history? some key factor or marker that retains our identity and remains in our DNA that most people are oblivious to? Could it be that simple? The same factor in the selection process that enables the few to join a symbolic club at the upper pyramid capstone, while leaving the masses to toil in the symbolic main body at the lower body. The division is easily observed in many other races, for example, in bees, drones, workers, and queens, because they're still exists such an obvious race, caste, or class division in humans. Eugenicist Eric Arthur Blair, otherwise known as George Orwell, I wonder if there's any connection to Tony Blair, he seemed to know all about it as he wrote Animal Farm in 1984, among others, as did H.G. Wells, also an eugenicist, who wrote about an order, underclass of lesser mortals who would be developed to serve the elite. We continue to see the same eugenicist motive running throughout history. The same narrative keeps popping up, going as far back as the Sumerians, maybe beyond. 
We've already highlighted countless names, many of which I've already discussed during previous shows. This flaming torch has now been passed to a new group of financially powerful, technology-savvy, but weakened soul individuals, which include Bill Gates, Jeffrey Epstein, Klaus Schwab, et al., to name but a few. Congratulations, by the way, to the World Economic Forum for their Cyber Polygon event today, which just began the start of the new era. The last time such an event was hosted to discuss potential COVID viral pandemic, the actual COVID-19 pandemic follows within 60 days. I would seriously recommend all listeners back up their hard drives and deactivate their tracking apps. Suspect Cyber Polygon heralds a possible future potential global event where the internet may be taken offline, remodeled and transformed to police us rather than allow us to continue propagating our knowledge and freedom. Yuval Nurari, best-selling author, best friend of Zuckerberg, has written all about the future digital dictatorship. Tonight, we are delighted to be joined by an expert in this field, a man who has been researching, deciphering, and sharing key information on the subject for more than the best part of 60 years. This all begins with the correct translation of a very well-known passage about the origins of mankind. For thousands of years, it has been mistakenly understood that humanity was created in God's image, whereas the more accurate translation is humanity was created in the image of the gods, plural, yes. Tonight, we will learn about our true origins and discuss our true legacy from the gods. And with this realization and empowerment, we may better understand our own responsibility and our role in creating our new destiny. I very much look forward to hearing our guest's perspective regarding this essential waking process, all with a view to illuminate the best path to lead us to a positive outcome. You may find us at the other side of thenews.com. There you will see details for this show, quick links to our bios, as well as links to our show items, references, and selected research. As usual, there's a huge collection of information to read, watch, and listen to, most of which has been handpicked from independent sources. I urge you to study them and even download your own copies sooner than later, as the censorship robots are working around the clock to rewrite our history in real time. During the last week, we have once again been inundated by a deluge of remarkable events and headlines reports in the news. To discuss, validate, and present each topic in correct context could all too easily fill up an entire show by itself, as the other side of the news is not per se a typical news show. And in order to make the best use of our available time, I believe we should plot a direct course to greet the rest of our team and to introduce our special guest, Jordan Maxwell. Good evening, Kintia. Good evening, Anessa. Good evening, Timothy. <laughs> really glad to be here and so honored to be bringing on our guest, Jordan Maxwell. He has wowed the world with his research on secret societies and the hidden agendas and the field of occult. He's conducted intensive seminars and appeared as a guest in over 600 radio shows. He's been on numerous television shows, two-hour specials on CBS. Gaia TV, as well as the internationally acclaimed five-part ancient mystery series, all devoted to understanding ancient religions and their pervasive influence on the world of affairs today. I like to point out that his official website is jordanmaxwellshow.com. Again, that's Jordan 
maxwellshow.com and his research society website is jordanmaxwellresearch.is. That's jordanmaxwellresearch.is. So, Jordan, welcome, welcome to the other side of the news. Well, thank you very much for being here. <laughs> I am. I was like so excited when I heard that you were going to come on the show. I've uh, been entranced with your series of the secrets of symbology, um, the Gaia Network, and I have so many questions. First, I'd like to ask you because. You've been a guest before on uh, Richard Hoagland's show, The Other Side of Midnight, and I was fascinated by the depth of your spiritual insights. And now I'm just wondering how you, hmm, how to phrase this, how your spirituality or your sense of, of the continuity of the energy of life how that fits in with the research that you've been doing, because on the surface, it looks as if, as though that research in many ways may be discounting what people think, but on the other side, it brings a whole new uh, perspective. I know you've uh, talked a lot about the influence of the sun, S-U-N and S-O-N, and I'm Really curious how you got into this path of research, how it fits in with your own personal evolution. Well, actually, I think I was led into this by the Spirit because I don't recall ever not being fascinated and interested in all that is no longer known. I've always been interested in mysteries. And I think I was led into this purposely. And the reason why is because there doesn't seem to be any reason why I've been doing what I've been doing all my life. I think it's because I was fascinated with this. And I was told a long time ago, back in 1959, I was told that I was going to be doing this kind of thing. So I don't know. It, it seems as though I've been led into it. So if this was mentioned to you back in 1959, does that give you a sense that time is circular or that there was a sense of yourself that you came here with that purpose? Or how do you reconcile a forecasting of what you would be doing? I think I have come here for a purpose. And believe me, I am not delighted with that fact. It has caused me more trouble than any human can deal with. So I'm not really happy if that is the case, that I have been picked to do something by someone else. It has hurt me more than I could ever tell you. And do you imagine it's someone else or it's a greater sense of your own self that set this course for you? Uh, All I know is that if you, let me put it this way, if you are looking for 
a little information. You can get that on the web or get that somewhere listening to a radio show. If though that you want more information, then you can uh, probably talk to someone who's a professional. That will cost you a lot of money and cost you time and effort. But if you want more information, you could go to a university or college and take that up in the curriculum. So the point is that every time you want more or deeper understanding, it will cost you more. But if you want to know the whole truth, it's going to cost you more than you know. And in fact, I don't think you're going to want to know it because it's going to cost you so much, cost you your life, your livelihood, your family, and your life. And that's what's cost me. Mm. And so, therefore, I don't think you'll want to know the whole truth. Mm. But that desire, the want to know, is that that's you initiating that desire, or is it some force coming through you pushing you to want to know it? I kind of feel that that is some kind of a connection with the gods. And uh, I'm supposed to go deep, according to from what I understand, I'm supposed to go. But what I'm telling you is that you don't want to do that necessarily. Mm-hmm. Everybody says they want to know the whole truth. But I'm saying I don't know if you do or not, because the whole truth is going to scare you. Mm. Now, you uh, mentioned the gods, plural. Yes. In your perception of reality, is there like a pantheon of gods? No. In the Bible, there's a pantheon of gods. Uh huh. And I tend to believe that it probably is. And they are interdimensional beings who are pretending to be gods. But they are, in fact, here, and they do, in fact, affect us. So I think that there are gods who are presenting things to the human race and we are so ignorant and ill-informed and unread that we buy into all of their schemes. You mentioned a few minutes ago about the god of gods. First of all, you need to know that our English language is referred to as low German. It's a Germanic language, and therefore English is low German. While on the other hand, in Europe, it's a high German. And so in low German, that's our language, the thing that comes up in the morning is called the sun, S-U-N. But in the high German, in Europe, it's S-O-N. Most people don't do not know that. And that's why we say that Jesus is God's son, meaning it's his male offspring. No, not at all. There's something in the English language called the lazy O. The lazy O means that there is no difference at all in fact in the English language or the German language 
for sun, S-U-N-R-S-O-N. It's called the Lazy O. Look it up if you can find some history on the on the uh, web. The Lazy O is an idea that the people who gave us the English language and were translating it for us came across this problem of S-O-N and S-U-N. And they said it doesn't matter. It does not matter which O or R-U. It doesn't matter which one you use because they both mean the same thing. It's just low and high German. And so that's why we get things mixed up. We, in the English world, we get things mixed up. We're mixing the high German with the low German. And so that's why we think about Jesus as God's son. S-O-N. No, it's S-U-N. So if it's S-U-N, the son, would you say that that the son has a as has an intelligence i think there's probably something more to the sun far more to the sun that's in the sky than we humans realize i think something else is going on in the universe with our sun and what it is and why it is and so i don't know what to say about that but i think there is a difference so you you talk about this reticence to want to walk this path yet you've almost been it seems compelled to do so and you've been investigating as far as i could see through uh going through some of your research the corollaries between the astrological bodies and the references within the Bible and other religions as well. Again, I'm coming back to this question of spirituality and where that fits in with it, because at first blush, in looking at the material, it would almost seem as like, okay, well, if we're just discounting this as as, as zodiac signs, and most people don't think of a zodiac sign as being intelligent, then maybe there's no mystery here. There's no... Um, this is where I think most people go off into the wrong road mm-hmm. because importance of signs and symbols are very important and nothing on the earth is more important to the life of a human than the astrological signs. The astrological signs are a sign from God about what's coming and about what's happening and when. And if you can follow it that closely, you really are going to be amazed at the things you're going to learn. And it's incredible to talk about as far as I'm concerned. So when you say signs from God, is this intelligence not like that's the man in the sky absolutely not but it's an intelligence that expressing itself through the zodiac signs and throughout the universe is that yes. what you're implying yes correct it is a, it is being uh, dispensed to the earth by someone 
somehow, some way, someone is contacting us and trying to help us, and we are not in the mood to be helped. Mm. We think we know everything about everything. What was all that spiritual energy that propelled you to do this work? I know. I know because I've spent over 60 years now doing this one thing of calling out to the audience and to the world to wake up. You know what? You're like a John the Baptist calling in the wilderness. What a season. I feel feel sorry for him. (laughs) Remember what they did to Jesus. They spit on him and beat him. Yeah, that's what that was telling you what the world will do to someone who is trying to tell you the truth. You know what? So you're talking about the sun referring to the sun, the shining sun. And now you're talking about the Jesus that they're sitting on. And I was thinking that life runs in multidimensional. So the one does not exclude the other. That in fact, probably the divine intelligence, that one that you call God, that's not male nor female, but is both, is probably playing out the theme through many different layers. So one layer is the zodiac, but another layer is our lives. We are also constellations. Every family is a constellation. A country is a constellation. Yeah, I think you might be right. And that we are different and we are a constellation. Mm. I know that that's true in so many ways. I want to bring up this thing about the parallel of actual physical enlightened beings, such as Jesus as one, mm-hmm. and the celestial counterpart. But I think that the divine intelligence has come repeatedly to the planet to give us some kind of message. I know that something is like that is in fact happening. Yeah. I've had too many experiences in my whole life that tells me and proves to me that there is some sort of intelligence that is able to save your life I'll let you go. And of that, I am totally sure. And do you feel that's benevolent or, or malevolent? No, I think it is fine. This is very good. We don't need any help. And that's why we're in such trouble today. Because the actual fact of the matter is the astrological signs tell us everything about human life and it will be so surprising to people when they find out the whole truth about what's being said by the stars you need to know that there was four different cults that have arrived on this earth over the many many centuries of life four different cults have happened we have a stellar cult, which was a, which taught mankind about God through the stars, the stellar cult. 
Then we have the lunar cult, the worshipers of the moon. And so they they saw their god in the moon. And then of course we have the solar cult. That's the third the third one, but not necessarily the the third cult. It could have been the first one, but it was one of three. The solar cult today is all over the whole planet. All nations of the world today hold the solar emblem in the sky as the most important symbol God has ever given to the human race. And that is very important because everything we have on our earth today is represented by the sun. We all of our badges, our flags, our stamps, and the whole idea of human society is based on the sun. And that's why today they are the biggest cult on the earth, the sun cult. And then so the fourth, the fourth very important cult that most people don't realize is the sex cult. The cult of the difference between man and woman. The Bible calls the Bible tells us that God has created the gods have created man in his own image. <clears throat> well that implies that God is both male and female. He's a homophonite God because he created two men. He created one called Adam A D M. Keep that in mind. The very first officially told in the Bible, the very first man was Adam, not Adam, not A-D-A-M, no, Adam, A-D-M. Go back to the Hebrew language and you will find that the God created A-D-M, not Adam, A-D-A-M is, is a human interpretation. We like to say God created Adam. No, he did not create Adam. He created ADM, whatever that means. That's very important. And Jordan? Yes. We're, we're just about at the bottom of the hour for break, and I would really like to come back to this question of who's the other man. And I'd also like to backtrack to this question of the son and God. Okay. All right. So you're listening to the other side of the news. Our guest tonight is Jordan Maxwell. The show is called Legacy of the Gods. Well, I think you're looking with this great reset, you're looking at Mr. Globalone's efforts to move everybody into a cashless society, which, you know, like it or not, that's a one-way mirror, folks. Because at that point, you're not dealing with a currency, you're dealing with a corporate coupon that they can adjust the value of at the push of a button, depending on whether or not you're good little boys and girls. And if you're getting into a system where all of the infrastructure of financial clearing is in the hands of the bankers, that's not a system you want to go into. 
you look at the West, and more importantly, if you look at what some people call the Anglosphere, the, the Western powers that are English-speaking, the United Kingdom, Canada, United States, and so on, I do think it's the case there. They're using a health crisis really to drive a, a political agenda. And the health crisis itself is largely blown way, way out of proportion to what's actually the case. If you look at what Mr. Globalone is up to, they are recreating slavery. And the, the thing that is unique about slavery is they now have the means of perfecting the capital because now they can literally implant your body with the means to track you. It's not going to go away overnight, but there are already, uh, I think, some hopeful signs of cracks beginning to appear in the edifice. This is Joseph P. Farrell, and for all the news the media doesn't like you to hear, tune in to the other side of the news. the other side of the news our guest tonight is jordan maxwell and the show is called legacy of the gods jordan we were just talking about god's two sons adam and you were going to say the second one was man who has a womb we call him woman ah and so therefore god has created both man and woman and woman was a man with a womb. That's why she is equal to a man. She is a womb man. That's fascinating. And uh, there's so much more that needs to be told. Before we go there, Jordan, I'd like to backtrack a little back to the sun and God, because as I was looking at, the materials um, on symbology and seeing how these very powerful symbols had also been used by the communists and the fascists. And I'm wondering, well, you know, as an artist, okay, as an artist, when I was younger, I was doing a lot of paintings and they were very symbolic and I had not studied any of this stuff. And a lot of the images I painted really were similar to the images you're talking about. So I'm thinking, well, just because the symbol is being used by these dark forces, it doesn't mean the symbol in itself was a dark symbol. It somehow may have been corrupted. And now as I hear you talking, and you're talking about the the, the sun is as a, an expression of God in the universe, how do you reconcile 
the the use of these symbols by the secret societies and the symbols themselves, their innate qualities and what they are intended to express? I would say that, and it's going to sound kind of silly, but it's in fact, a long time ago, there seems to have been an intervention, not creation, but an intervention of another species in the universe like us, but far, far wiser. And they have intervened in our affairs. They have come here and and push, pushing themselves into our life in our country, in our earth, and they have been able to dominate the planet. They are not from here, but they are able to dominate the planet. And so we look to them to lead us. The are they malevolent leader. or benevolent? No. Very, very seriously bad. Malevolent. And, yeah, malevolent. Yes. But... The point being is that they are our leaders. They're far superior to us in intelligence, so they can act like they are our leaders and we believe them. And therefore, we are accepting their way of life. And they have guided us through the, all the millenniums of of the time in which man has been on the earth. We've been led by them. And I believe that they are profoundly evil, but have been leading us knowing that we do not understand what's going on. And they're getting ready to plan to use us. And and so that's what our pol politicians are all about. Mm -hmm. That's what politics is all about. That's what science is all about, our medicine. All of these people are not, as far as I'm concerned, are not human. They are extraterrestrial in origin. They are biological entities, but they are leading us. They are able to inculcate ideas and belief systems into the human race, and we just accept it without thinking about where they come from. And that's why we are in the trouble we're in today, because now it's finally beginning to look like we've been planned. And this has been planned for a long time to put us into a position to, to uh, become slaves to them. And we are slaves to our masters. There's no doubt about that. Well, I, I can accept that. Partly, in other words, I I can accept that there are forces, extra, uh, you know, external forces that have come here. But I also accept that there are forces that have come here to ignite our, our divine awareness. I don't think they are the only extraterrestrial here. And I think that this battle that you hear about, the battle of good and light, or the dark angels and the light angels, I think it has to do with that. I mean, are, aren't you seeing anything in your research that indicates that there are other species here that are benevolent? But they are very few, and it, and it doesn't seem to be able to balance it out. 
because the earth has always been dominated by the dark side, always dominated by the dark side. Mm -hmm. And therefore, that's why we as a human race today are all in trouble because we have accepted so many things that they have wanted us to believe that today there's no possible way for us to extricate ourselves from all of this mess. Mm, I I don't know that I could completely go with that. I, I think that, yes, we have been dominated, but I also think we're at a precipice here where so many people are waking up it, partly in due to the work you've done, the way they've been playing us, and I think a great, great masses of consciousness are are waking up to this, and I think we are at that stage where we're going to flip it. Well, I, I think that that is possible because free men are not equal. Equal men are not free. The only way you're going to be equal to everybody else's equality is in prison. Now you are equal. Everyone has has a place in the prison. But that doesn't mean you're going to do anything about it. It just means everybody is in a prison. So therefore, we're all equal. But all equal men are not free, and free men are not equal. Because if you are free... Uh, I would say uh, Michael Jordan is free to be who he is. I am free to be who I am, but I am in no way equal to him. So equal men are not free and free men are not equal. I mean, he makes millions of dollars and plays a game. I can't do that. So I am no longer equal to him. And therefore, I'm not free. And and the whole entire system has been set up by the extraterrestrials who have involved themselves in our life to prepare us to accept whatever is coming down the, the tubes today. We are accepting. Mm-hmm. But you, you previously just said that you came here with a purpose, and I... What I the way I'm experiencing it is that the effect of your actions, the the work that you've done, is helping us to break free. That you you are actually one of those elements of change. And while so far you may have felt imprisoned by your circumstance, you know wealth. There are many kinds of wealth, and Michael Jordan may have all these millions. But you have a wealth of ma of um, intelligence of of it's vast. It's really vast, and you're sparking a lot of people with with the uh, information that you are sharing. And so, uh, you know, why would you come here with a purpose if it wasn't to accomplish something? At some point, you must have believed it was possible. Or why would you bother I, trying? I tend to agree with you. Yes, I think you're right, and that's what's so perplexing to me, is that I feel that I have been brought here to help the human family on the earth to awaken to a whole new world, but I don't see that that is happening. 
because I know a lot of people are waking up and people tell me all the time that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. But I'm saying the light at the end of the tunnel is a train coming Mm. because I don't see us changing very much. The more we change, the more we stay the same. And so I think that we are going to someday wake up maybe to find that we have been manipulated all of our lives and we have been part of some kind of a farm system and that someone is in charge of the human family and causing us to be what we are today as a human race Mm. because we are told that God created man in his image and his likeness. Well, that scares me because if if we are in the image of God, in his image and likeness, that tells me that we look like him and we act like him. We look like the gods, we act like the God because we are in the image of the gods. And so therefore that we are acting like what we are and we are looking like what we are. And that scares me because... We are killing each other and raping and plundering each other on the earth. And therefore, that tells me the gods are probably, the the gods that created us are probably the same kind of thing is happening in the spirit world. That there is a war going on in the spirit world to dominate the planet. I don't, I really don't understand myself why this particular planet is so important in the universe. But for some reason, I suspect it is because there's more life diversified on the earth than anywhere else in the whole universe. There's nothing but life here. We have all the water and all the life from dinosaurs to dogs to to insects, to uh, all kinds of incredible life forms are on the earth. And I'm wondering why. The thing that I want to add here to what you're saying is that in terms of uh, God creating us in God's image, I always took that to mean that we're creators. God is a creator, we're creators. And you know, I do think we're here for a purpose, and maybe it's for this test of, of darkness and lightness, what we will use, how we will focus our creative energy, what we will choose to with our, to do with our free will. Well, I think there probably is something to that, but it doesn't look very well. It doesn't look very good at this point in my lives because I have seen all of the darkness. I've Mm -hmm. gone to the bottom of the rabbit hole and I have nothing but incredible experiences of learning how much we don't know. That's a big one. And with that, I'm going to bring Annette in. Annette? Hello, Jordan. Hello there. Hi. Hey, well, actually, I had a a bunch of little, little notes that I took and one of them was this idea, you know, well, gosh, how do I start this? Uh, you've mentioned a couple things that I found very, very interesting. One was 
I, I totally am in agreement with you, by the way, that we have another, let's say, even a, you know, a race, let's call it, or a different lineage on the planet. And we've talked about that quite a bit on this show, uh, about the political situation we find ourselves in and the, uh, you know, Timothy refers to them as the minority because they, they are in, in numbers, they're the minority, but they're the majority in the power. And, uh, so we, and I call them the baddies or the darks or, you know, I have all these different words too. We all do. Anyway, my understanding is yes, they're very intelligent, but it seems to me in, in, in my studying, which isn't near what yours is, but what I've noticed is they seem to lack creativity. And they they seem to play the same playbook over and over, different names, different place, and different dates. But it's really the same playbooks. And so I understand the idea that, you know, you say they're extremely intelligent, and I don't disagree with that. But what about the idea of creativity? Because I know I'm super creative, and I, I, I know that I can often outmaneuver someone or do something or come up with a solution just by being creative. And what do you think about that idea as far as where the human race stands in, in, in contrast to these others, we'll call them the baddies? I don't think that we as a human race have what is required for us to break away from our systems that we live under because we have accepted it for so long, over thousands of years, that our masters realize they know our faults and they know that we are uh, liable to do what they want done the way they want it done. And so I don't know where we're going with, with our knowledge because there's so much going on right now that people think is it seems to be that we are waking up, but as I said, the only thing you have to keep in mind is that that's what you do in a prison. If you're in prison in the morning, everyone wakes up. And so when you finally, everyone is awake, it doesn't matter because you're still in the prison and you're not going anywhere and you're not going to be able to do anything because you are awake. I think you have to really wonder what is going on and why and how does it work? And when you find out the system that has been dreamt up for the human race, it's an incredible, absolutely a startling story. It's frightening, actually, when you really begin to look at it because you cannot today in America, you cannot pay a bill you can discharge a debt. You cannot pay a bill. That's and, true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and yes. And so a classic example is if I have you as a contractor paint my office, you give me a price of $100 to paint the office. When you are through with the job, what do you do? You give me the bill, and the bill is for a hundred bucks. So I reach in my pocket and I pull out a hundred dollar bill. I give you a bill for a hundred. That's what that's what it's called a hundred dollar bill. 
because it's a bill for a hundred dollars I've given to you. That's a debt and, instrument. Yeah, it's a debt instrument. And so therefore no money has changed hands. And another point is that you cannot own anything in America. You can't do it. It's impossible. You can't own land. You cannot own a house. You cannot own your car. You cannot possibly own anything in the in the in America. Why? Because according to our own constitution, money is gold and silver coin. Period. But we're not buying anything with gold and silver coin. We're buying it with a debt paper. And so, therefore, you don't own anything because you never paid for it. You discharged a debt by using what we call the dollar bill. And incidentally, on the on the money system, you always put a little a little icon in front of the system's money. You always put a, a I through an S. You know, I'm talking about the yeah. little mm-hmm. S and an I. That's an insurance script. That's what I and the S stands for, insurance script. It's just some script that was dripped up that we could use. It doesn't mean it's money. It's just an insurance script. And therefore, if you continue every day to pay your bills and to work hard and pay your taxes, you are a security for the body social. The body social is the whole association of people in America. is called the, the is, is, It's also called the uh, body social. That's why when you retire to go home, you get social security because you are the security for the body social and. All of this is very, very deep and very, it's almost crazy to try and figure out. But the more you look at it, the more it becomes apparent we have been feeding ourselves into a system that is living off of us and our body and our work. And what we are contributing is our body. And we are a security on the we do not realize, the American people do not realize that they are worth nine and a half million dollars on the New York Stock Exchange. Did you know that? I, I actually, by my estimations, it's considerably more, but yes, but, you know, I've spent a long time studying this, so I've okay, been going down now, this rabbit hole quite a bit. Yeah, yeah well, good. <laughs> quite, that's good, because as far as I'm concerned, until you do go down this rabbit hole, you're not going to understand what has been happening to us as, as Americans. We well, are no longer Americans. That's, uh, that's the most important part. We are no longer Americans. That's absolutely true. And, and you know, there's this, we've, had, we've had other shows about correcting status, about the, the money system, uh, how they took the money system, how, you know, constitutionally we had that in our, our constitution, how to pay, 
how to discharge debt and then use consideration with coin, things like that. So it's, it's more than we can get into on the show. However, if people are interested, they should let us know because there are other resources. But uh, the thing is, yes, you're right. I mean, we're, we're totally, we're, we're paying debt with debt with debt with debt. And they've made a system that we can't do anything else but have debt. There is a movement underfoot that says now, you know, you know, we're getting into an area where we can't absolutely uh, prove this right now as we sit here on on this this particular night. But there is a movement underfoot that says, well, the whole they're they're working on taking out the the baddies, you know, and that's the whole the bankers, and we all know everything goes back to the bankers and the money. And the whole system that they set up, that's how they set up the slavery system. There, there is a movement underfoot that says that they're dis- dismantling the money and banking system as we speak. Yes, what do you Bitcoin think? Bitcoin is a classic example of what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of the different forms of Bitcoin around the world seems to be growing. And that the bankers cannot have any control over. Right, and there's no there's no fractionalized. Uh, yep. Yeah. So that that's the whole thing. They can't they can't play their Babylonian money games there with that because of that. So so do you think? I mean, if if we could escape the system that they've set up, the prison, and that really is the prison, isn't it? It's, it's yes. like there's this. So it so. Absolutely yes. If we could escape that system by creating a, a, a competing system that overruns it, then what do you think? The, the, is there any chance for humanity? That is a pretty good question as far as I'm concerned because I'm not sure. I'm not sure if we're going to be able to extricate ourselves out of this mess or not. It's going to take some very bright people to look at this whole thing and all, all of a sudden come up with a whole new idea. And we know from past experience that mankind is not actually into whole new ideas. And so it's going to take a long time for the human race to wake up. And by the time they do, it might be too late. I don't know. I hope that we are, in fact, helping people to understand that the the system we're living under right now has been designed to keep us occupied. And that's why we have sports. We have sports (laughs) because we we know that sports uses up energy. And the, the children in school have a lot of energy. If you don't give them something to spend their energy on, like sex, drugs, and rock and roll, then you're going to have some problems because they're starting to think, they're starting to understand, and they're starting to question. And now you're going to have some problems because you don't have any answers. And that's why they give us sports, because it's to burn up your energy so that you always, always need to rest, lie down, and rest. And well, you know, I mean, this is what I mean about the creativity versus the intelligence, right? We've seen yeah. this playbook before, haven't we? And it, you know, many times the Roman Roman Colosseum comes to mind, comes to anybody's mind, 
what did they do? You know, fiddling while Rome burns. I mean, I remember, you know, I don't know, a long time ago, having a, a putting up this kind of meme, which is called a meme now, it wasn't then, uh, about, you know, showing the Capitol building and I can't remember the wording, but it was, you know, we were basically repeating Rome again. Yeah, we are. You know, we are the Roman Empire today. This Roman equity, yeah, and our money system and our law system. You know what? I love this conversation. I do. This is right up my alley, Jordan. This is, you know, this is where I've spent my time studying. Um, and I do believe there are many, many, many people waking up. And because this, this topic of understanding the money system and the law system has really exploded. And, and that's very positive. However, we're at that time at the top of the hour. So we're going to have to like take a small break here. We'll be back afterwards. Yeah. Tonight, our guest is Jordan Maxwell. We're having a fabulous conversation. And our title tonight is Legacy of the Gods. And we will be back right after break. The other side of midnight.com. Talk radio with pictures on demand. Liberate your hyperdimensional time scale and non-linearly access over 400 hours of conversation at the cutting edge of science and thought. Join Club 19.5 to get access to exclusive content that fits your interests and time schedule. Filter episodes by guest or subject. Membership costs $9.95 a month, 33 cents a day. Talk radio with pictures on demand. The other side of midnight.com. And welcome back. You're listening to The Other Side of the News. Tonight's show is entitled The Legacy of the Gods with Jordan Maxwell. My name is Timothy, and I'm with Aneta and Kintia. I've been fascinated by the uh, direction your conversations have been flowing in, and I hope we can go back and touch some of these points again. But I would like to ask a few questions in the direction, Jordan, of our origins. And I, I don't mean the origins that people kind of learn at school, because I think these are just you know, uh, one umbrella above another umbrella or one band-aid stuck above another band-aid and so on and so on. You talk about symbolism. And I think that one symbol can hold or, or show the meaning of a previous incarnation. We just talked about how perhaps, you know, we're reliving the Roman Empire or the end days of the Roman Empire right now. Um, actually, to go along with that analogy, we have... In, in the Roman calendar, there were a few days at the end of the year which didn't quite fit their system. And they were called, I believe, Jordan, uh, Saturnalia. Uh, would you like to tell us a little bit about that? Because I think well, we're experiencing that every day these days. Yes. Uh, it's a very interesting story about the sun, the life of the sun is in four different seasons. Autumn, Winter, spring, and summer is four seasons. That's why you have the four Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the four seasons. And they're telling you the entire story 
of God's Son, S-U-N, because the Son begins at the furthest point northward, and, and, and the Son is in the northern sky at its furthest point. It's not going any further than the first day of summer. He is the most high God. Why? Because it doesn't get any higher than high noon or over our head in the northern hemisphere is very hot. And we know that he is the lion king. He is Leo, the lion king of Jerusalem, the lion king of which uh, Disney has made cartoons out of it. The lion king is the sun in, in summer because it's not going any higher it does not go any higher in our northern sky than the first day of summer. But then 30 degrees later or 90 degrees later or 90 days later, it is finally at the autumn where the sun used to be hot, but it's not that hot anymore. And so it's, it's, he is being kissed by Judas Judas is not an apostle. Judas is one of the seasons. And so, therefore, Judas goes out and kisses Jesus. Many people think he's going to kiss Jesus to identify him for the authorities. But no, it doesn't say Judas is going to identify Jesus. It says Judas uh, betrays uh, Jesus. He betrays the master. The master teacher is going to be betrayed, and he's going to fall in autumn. We call autumn fall because it used to be hot in summer, but now he's not that hot anymore. And now he's fallen. And so now he's, going to, he's got the kiss of death because the scorpions in the Middle East, when they would bite you, they would leave two little cuts on your skin that looked like human lips. And so the ancient people said, you've been kissed. You got the kiss of death. And so therefore, God's son, S-O-N, is the S-U-N, has got the kiss of death, like the mafia. <clears throat> and he's going to go on down into Capricorn. He's going to keep falling southward. Finally reaches December 22nd, and on the morning of December 22nd, the U.S. Navy will be able to tell you that the sun rises on the same degree for the 23rd and 24th. It does not move any further south until the 25th, and on the 25th, it moves one degree northward, and so it begins its annual journey coming back to us. And so 90 degrees or 90 days later, he is going to spring back to life. He's coming back. He said he would return and God's son is going to spring back to life. We call it spring. And the constellation of Virgo, we're told that God's mother was Mary, but it's not Mary. It's Mari, M-A-R-I. Not M-A-R-Y, not Mary, but Mari. Mari was a word in Rome for a virgin, 
a young virgin was a Maori. And so therefore, Mother uh, Maori was Jesus' mother. We say he was born of a virgin. God's son was born of a virgin. A virgin is Maori, not Mary. And so we're seeing that the entire story of Jesus is a metaphor on a very high spiritual level. And the more we learn about that level, the more we know, the more we begin to understand the implications of the sun and what the sun is doing for the human race right now. But it's the greatest gift that God has ever given the universe is our sun, S-U-N. That's our greatest gift in the sky from the God who created all things is the sun. Why? Because the sun keeps us alive. It warms our earth. And in the spring, he's springing back to life. He's coming back to the northern hemisphere. And that's when the plants begin to come back and the animals are being born. And there's a lot of spring weddings. And we told, we've been told that uh, that Jesus and Mari, his mother, the Virgo, Virgo the Virgin, uh, went to a wedding feast. And we're told at the wedding feast, they drank up all the wine, and so they needed some more wine. And Mari, Jesus' mother, asked Jesus if he could provide the party with some new wine. And it, and he and he did he delivered, and so now we know that the sun uh, evaporates water, it evaporates the ocean, and it evaporates water and pulls it up into a cloud, and the cloud is collecting water, so the cloud brings rain, and the rain is raining on the grapes, and we smash the rape the grapes and we get a new fresh wine and that's how you change the wine the water into wine is because of the rain growing on the grapes and we smash the grapes and make more wine so but the point is that we are believing a story and we is called the greatest story ever told. But the problem is, it's a story. And until you understand the story, you're not going to understand what's being happening and what has mm-hmm. been happening on the earth. Jordan, I think behind this version of the story, there are countless stories, which uh, holds a very similar narrative with very similar characters and very similar events in the same order. I think it's something up to the 37 different uh, religious stories are based on the same. You are right. That's narrative. exactly right. Yes. Which it does not take anything away from the original meaning. I do not believe I'm not, I'm not looking to insult people or invite people or upset people. What I'm saying is that, you know, below all these different levels of band-aids, there must be an original story. And when I say, I like to go back to our origins, I would like to sort of navigate us through a few talking points. First of all, the you mentioned many of these points, uh, that the greatest story of all time relates to 
through the ages, not just of uh, Maseroth, but through the sort of you know, zodiacal signs. I'm not talking yes. just on a monthly basis, but we're talking in the, the great uh, procession of the equinoxes. So what we're talking about is each incarnation of this story uh, actually sort of focuses on a different symbol in our, in our horoscope. Or zo- I should say not horoscope, I should say zodiacal uh, star background. So, for example, we have you know, the relation of Jesus of Nazareth being connected with the two fish, uh, which is Pisces. Uh, so we can also see how previously it was a previous version of the story related to the ram. And we have sort of Ramses, we have you know, depictions of this, this uh, symbology in, in ancient Egypt. And then before that, we have uh, the bull as, as because of Taurus and so on. So what I'm fascinated about is if we're winding back the, not the seasonal clock, not the monthly clock, but the processional equinox. Clock, yes, yes. If we wind that, continue winding that back, then presumably at some point we should you know, match each step of symbology in ancient history, perhaps, I don't know, uh, Sumerians or perhaps you know, Gobekli Tepe or something with some particular symbol, then at some point we must arrive at the beginning. Now, what are your thoughts about that beginning? Who were we? Where did we come from? Are we indigenous? Are we a hybrid? Did we come from somewhere else? Do you have any thoughts on that, Jordan? Well, actually, uh, I merely am extrapolating what I think happened. I think that we have been um, manipulated into not evolution. I think the answer to where we have come from is not evolution. It is intervention. Someone intervened in our natural evolution and created us so that we are far smarter than the normal animal of the earth. But we're no longer, we're not anywhere near uh, the the capacity of our gods that have created us. A classic example is in Genesis 1.1. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. It does not say that in the Hebrew. In Hebrew, it does not say in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. In the in the original Hebrew, it says in the beginning the gods created the heavens and the earth. Not God, the gods, more than one in the plural, and so they became known as the Elohim. In the beginning, the Elohim created the heavens and the earth, and they later on said. Look, man has become like us. What do you mean, us? Well, man has become as one of us. He's like us. He looks like us. He dresses like us. And he thinks like us. And so we're far smarter than he is. And so we're very clever. And we're deceiving him into thinking that he's so smart that he's on top of everything. But in point of fact, we're going to teach him to be a slave. And that's where we are today. We are accepting what we have been taught. And this is 
incredible because the more the more you can see, the more you can understand we've been prepared for this. So, Jordan, and, do you do you think we are? I, I, I'd say we broadly. I don't mean specifically you, but the majority of people on the planet currently. Do you think they are ADMs, or do yes. you think they are ish? I You're get the right. impression ADM. Yes. I absolutely. That's the, that was the point I wanted to make, because if we're to understand that the gods made us, then you need to understand we humans are called Ish. I S H. Ish mm. is a man, or a man with a womb is a womb man, and so Ish I S H, and God in Hebrew is the word L. E-L is God, and therefore you go to Temp-El in, in Hebrew, and the Temp-El is on the side of your head. Inside your head is the Temp-El. It's the, astonishing if you open yeah. people's eyes and suddenly you see a completely different world around you. Amazing, yeah, Jordan. that is incredible because as far as I'm concerned, that is the true nature of what we're doing here because when someone is smarter and more bright brighter than you are let's say that they are a teacher and they are trying to teach you then you can start later on you can say oh i see what you mean it just dawned on me mm -hmm. what you're talking about it just dawned on me meaning the sun of light and the light and the sun has finally illuminated my dark brain. I've been going through life in the darkness, bumping into doors and and not seeing anything. And now I see what you're, talk, you're talking about. And therefore, uh, we are finally waking up to see what I'm talking about. And so it's an incredible story, as I've said. It is. And there is so much to it that it would take days to unwind the whole entire story. That would be amazing. I wish we could. Yeah. Right, right now, just to jump to the origins, if we do sort of rewind the zodiacal clock, imagine we're looking at the, uh, the roof of Dendera. Obviously, we need to go back far earlier yeah. in history for that. But that is that is a rather nice uh, early um, beginning to visualize. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If what I'm looking at is, and I'm not, it's not anything new. This, this theory has been uh, discussed for many years. But the what I'm seeing is a an Oort cloud, which is people say, some people say, some scientists say this is you know unused building blocks of the solar system. Uh, we also see, you know, the Earth has a precessional wobble because clearly something hit it at some point or something collided with it. You know, we have various planets in our solar system which are not really um, acting normally. You know, for example, uh, I'm just desperately trying to think which one it is now, but there's one one planet in our solar system which is actually sort of reclined back on its 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 axis is reclined as opposed to vertical like all the others. You know, eclectic. Right. 
most of the planets revolve around one single plane. Uh, it's just a few that have slight variations. You know, our moon is so perfectly placed, you know, its diameter being so perfectly matched to obscure the sun so we get a perfect perfect uh, solar eclipse from, in certain times uh, through the year yeah. in certain locations. Right. It's like something happened. You know, Mars has huge parts of its surface missing. You know, it, it clearly had water. It had potentially life before. We don't know that, but maybe we'll know that very soon. So what I'm seeing is that it looks like something happened, like a giant game of pinball. You know, this yes. big metal ball I, bearings I, collided and something happened. And then, do you, do you have any thoughts of, could, could that be a, I mean, whether it's a natural disaster or a war, I'm just jumping to I you think right that's what, I think that, that something happened includes the Grand Canyon. Mm. The Grand Canyon, something happened to cause the Grand Canyon. It's not the 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 river going down the Grand Canyon that has made it so deep. No, it is something else that has caused the Grand Canyon, and it is the electrical spark inside the Earth jumped and struck Mars that made a Grand Canyon on Mars too. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. when the two planets came too close. The electrical discharge jumped off the earth and caused the Grand Canyon and it struck our neighbor and Mars and caused it to have a Grand Canyon. So if you look at the canyon, our Grand Canyon from above, it looks like an electrical frequency. Mm. It looks like electric. It, it looks like the sort of uh, the metal bed after some electrical arc welding has, has occurred. Yeah, I've seen some photograph photographic comparisons. It is uncanny how similar they look. Obviously You're right. Scaled up and down. You're right, and that's exactly mm. correct. And but, uh, but there are also theories. For example, Randall Carlson um, has a theory that the not him alone, but for example, the there was a, a large inundation of, of either asteroids or uh, at a certain point called the Younger Dryas, where the you know the space rocks hit uh, the Earth, brought us out of uh, an ice age earlier in, in all intents and purposes. Perhaps we should still be in in the later stages of an ice age, but apparently it brought us out early, and that's also why we're finding the climate is not entirely stable. So once again, this whole uh, what's the name, Thunberg theory, or, or George Soros-backed Thunberg theory about climate change and everything else right now is, is just another manipulation of, of you know, people who are not really doing proper research. We also have a, a solar minimum we're going into. So, yes, climate will change in many different directions. There are huge cycles on this planet that most people don't even understand because Let's face it, they weren't taught at school and they never bothered to pick up a book afterwards. That's so, right. So, you know, we have education by Facebook and other, other, you know, social media, frankly, after the conditioning through school. So it's not really surprising that people are so gullible these days. Um, I don't really know where I'm going with this right now, but I, I'm very conscious that we, 
are in a very sensitive time when it is absolutely so important that people you know, wise up, discern, check information from more than one side, even if you don't like it, even if you don't feel comfortable doing it. But learning is probably one of the most key points right now in order to uh, deviate from this course, which what I call the minority are uh, guiding us in. Yes. And it uh, is at this point, I think, at this point, it would be good for me to explain to the audience that my website, jordanmaxwellshow.com, you have to word, you have to add the word show. jordanmaxwellshow.com is my website because so many people have used my name to make money. They take my videos and sell my videos and make money, and uh, and therefore they use my name on their website. But I am not on all those websites. There's only one website, and it's jordanmaxwellshow.com. But I was talking to one of my attorney friends, and he told me that if you're going to put information on your website that you're going to get in trouble for doing with the government, you're going to tell things that you're not supposed to know, the best way to do that is to do it on a private website. Have a private website on your normal website for people to join. <clears throat> and so that's what I did. So I have a private website on my on my normal website, which is Jordan Maxwell Show. I have a private website called Jordan Maxwell Research. And so if you want to join my research, a uh, website is going to cost money, but it's not going to be much. It's just one-time small token payment for a lifetime of entertainment and materials you will never find anywhere. I have incredible material on there that some people will not believe. Most people will not believe some of the documents I, I, I have on my website my research website. And keep in mind, I am not saying my website, Jordan Maxwell Show, is up to date. It's not up to date. It looks like it has been created many years ago. And nobody seems to know the difference. It's not filled with bells and whistles and, and tape recordings and all kinds of interesting things. It's just a website for information period. Jordan, I have, I'm very yeah. sorry to break off your flow, but we are coming up a very big bell and whistle right now. We're just going to break. And uh, if anybody would like to take the time to check our links, then you'll find links directly to Jordan's websites. Thank you. So listening, listening to the other side of the news. One of the ways that this organized crime system has been able to monopolize the media and has been able to uh, control the government and control perception at a, on a wide scale 
is because it's the banks at the core and they've been given the privilege of creating money out of thin air using a technique called fractional reserve banking. Where the central banks backstop the money center banks to create money out of thin air. So when you go to get a loan, whether it's a mortgage or a car loan, that's not depositor money that they're loaning you. Uh, they just credit your account with some dollar credits and you're off to the races. And then you spend the rest of your life paying interest on a mortgage that somebody created out of thin air. And that's the reason why the bank is the largest building in every city on the planet. Because they're making outrageous profits by getting to loan money at interest that they created out of thin air. This is Etienne de la Boissy Squared, the author of Government, the Biggest Scam in History, Exposed. And some of my favorite conversations are the ones that I have on the other side of the news. With Timothy, Netta, and Kentia. Thank you for doing what you do and providing the service that you provide. Welcome back to the other side of the news. Our special guest this evening is Jordan Maxwell, and we have been having a rather lively conversation all over the place, and and Jordan has kindly been following us wherever we go. Uh, So, Jordan, I want to take us back yet another direction. We kind of left off with a few things I would like to get back to, but one of the things that Timothy brought up, and it came up at the very beginning, too, is this idea of a different say we, we should say race or species or I, I don't know really what label to put on it but I wanted to talk about DNA and the bloodline idea because we know that the bloodlines are terribly important to these people and I think that we've had some mixing of bloodlines and, and things like that what's your feeling as far as they're are, are they tracking that is that why they're looking at you know what I, I mean I have theories about the um, PCR test etc what do you think about the DNA and and the different origins and whether they're still important to them or not? I think that that probably is true because in the mafia, they're very concerned with family and the whole entire uh, operation on going on on the earth is based on family. It's the American family. It's the Russian family. It's a Chinese family. And so I think there's something to this idea that there is a bloodline. And it seems to be a, some sort of a reptilian bloodline, in, in, in fact, that is being promoted. 
So yes, the bottom line is yes, I do think there is something to this idea of a holy bloodline. And um I I don't I don't think we fully understand the connection between the sun and the bloodlines of the human race. But I have heard that certain bloodlines are connected to uh extraterrestrials. And that makes all those that makes all those sense to me. And okay, well, I, so so there's been a big push. Uh this PCRs which Timothy has pointed out it is not a test C is absolutely correct. Uh, <laughs> not actually a test. It's a genetic uh, screening mechanism um, that was never meant to detect any kind of pathogen. So we want to be clear about that. But it does get DNA, and they have been taking huge amounts of these swabs of people, and you have to kind of ask yourself why they're collecting them in that way, but I have my own theories around that. But, you know, they they seem to be looking uh, for something because they, as in the, the baddies, I call them the baddies, they have been wanting to collect this DNA recently. They've been doing it, period. But this, you know, the big um, the push with the PCR, it seems like they're they're trying to screen people out or figure this out. Who do you think that there has been this cross breeding? Are there certain things they're looking for? To I mean, have you noticed this in any of your research? Yes, yes, I've noticed that <clears throat> the the big powers of this world are very concerned with race and with uh, bloodlines. And this is why we have something in America called the United States Criminal Justice. It's not United States Justice, it's a criminal justice, implying that the criminals are the ones that are making the justice. And so something is going on in the bloodlines of the human race, of the human family. Of that, there's no doubt in my mind. So, I would like to know who they really are. Right. So so from what I understand what you were saying earlier, so we had maybe, um, we're not sure the origins of where the humans came from. Were they brought in, imported? Were they, there's, I've heard many different ideas. I've heard there were 23 different uh I, yeah, uh, I have species, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. and they were blend, basically brought together, and that's what was created the humans. But then we have this other uh, genome, <laughs> yeah. entirely different, right, uh, that came in. And did they come in? Were they here first? Did they come in later? But they are different. And I do believe that's what we have as our ruling class now. And uh, there are people that say, you know, they don't even really look like us, that they just appear like us when they want to. They have a, a cloak or, you know, have you come across any of that as far as anything you can verify or not? Yes, I have been aware of this for many years because I used to be a partner, so to speak, of Zachariah Sitchin. And I financed a lot of his work and sent him around the world. And I talked with him quite often. And there were many interesting things about Zechariah Sitchin that most people have never heard uh, about. 
I do believe that he was used by the U.S. government to because they realized that he knew something that is not in the books. I'll tell you something about Zachariah Sitchin. I asked him one time over dinner in, in Portland, Oregon. <coughs> in Portland, Oregon, we were having dinner, and I asked Zachariah, Zach, where do you get all of your information? Because the more I am watching what you do, you keep coming out with more and more books. Where is all this information coming from? And he said to me, automated writing. And I said, what do you mean automated writing? Are you telling me that some of the thoughts in your books are not yours, but they're from somewhere else? And he said, yes, they are from the Anunnaki. I asked him, have you ever seen an Anunnaki? Yes, I have. And he began to show me and tell me about his experiences in life. And that was quite quite an illumination to me to find that Zechariah Sitchin was giving us the story that he has been given. <clears throat> so what's the relationship? Uh, what do you feel is the relationship between the Anunnaki and the, what we're calling, I'm calling the baddies of the ruling class? Here. I think that they are part of that uh, the extraterrestrial group. They are here for one purpose, to control us, to manipulate and control our thinking and our brains and our minds. And they give us so much to continually give us entertainment, ball games. Think about how how many games in this world use a ball, a ball game, football, basketball. Uh, bowling ball, baseball, bowling ball, all kinds of games which are given to us about a ball. Why? Because animals love a ball. If you throw a ball out in the yard, the dogs will play with it all day long. If you throw a ball out into the yard, the cats will play with it all day long because animals love a ball. And so that's why they've given us a ball game. And that's why we all, we humans, get so involved with our ball games that we start acting like the animals. And that's and that's what's going on today throughout the world. <clears throat> hmm. Well, maybe I don't qualify since I really suck at anything that involves a ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, almost anything. So, uh <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, okay, that's an idea. That's an interesting idea. Well, so they have, so we're looking at maybe a DNA and I, difference. And so how are they, I mean, they control, they control so much more than people realize. So when we're doing this DNA testing, which is rampant at this point, and I do believe they're collecting specimens, you know, without people realizing what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, so, 
they're collecting all this. They're collecting all this data. They, you know, they know every conversation. They know everything. And this isn't being paranoid. It's factual at this point. It's out there. So what is the, the goal? I mean, you know, we've heard, and I do believe they've got the eugenics as a, as a goal. They're deciding who, who lives and who stays. But I'm a little bit baffled because, for example, right now, we have a lot of people essentially, and this is going to sound really awful, and I'm, I'm sorry, put it this way, I, I just, it's the clearest way I can think of. You know, we, we have a, we have an awful lot of people signing up for suicide. Okay. It's a suicide cult, this whole vaccine yeah. thing. It's, it's bad news, right? And we know that. And yet there's people, there's people that do know it and they're not signing up. These don't seem like the people that, that are as compliant and would be quite the, as good as slave material as the ones that they're doing in. I mean, how's that, how's that working in, in, uh, well, in scenario? Think- I think that the extraterrestrial influence in our society are trying the best they can to manipulate us into believing and accepting their way of life. But if they can't do that, they can always put you to death. They can always put you into prison and have you die, and uh, that's it. They don't have to fool with you anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, so, I mean, we know, for example, when, you know, in Korea, just one example, they went in and they killed their, they, they, they wanted to kill all the intellectuals who didn't poll. And I mean, there's many, many examples of this. Yes. In, in, uh, in Korea, they went in and killed everybody with glasses that wore glasses because they thought those people were smarter. Uh, so that, that's what I'm kind of a little bit baffled uh, with right now with this vaccine thing. I mean, maybe they're just trying to do a mass calling and they'll get detailed later. I, I, what's their strategy here and why are they, again, I go back to the DNA thing. They're clearly collecting the DNA. They're trying to figure out who's what, I think, sorting that out. Uh, do you have any ideas about how that would work based on what you know from research? Well, if you look at the Chinese system of of commerce, it tells you that they are watching everything and putting it down on paper. So you get a report of your whole life. So they're finding out what you eat, where you go, what you want to know, what kind of education you have. And it's called the credit system. Mm-hmm. And with that credit system, you can either use it for good or you can or use it for bad and so it's a system of credit based on knowledge of you and that's what they have in america incidentally we are no longer a united states of america we are now a corporation called the united states incorporated we are a company a corporation We're not Americans because Americans were free and they had certain protections in the Declaration of Independence and in their Constitution. We don't have those protections anymore because we're not Americans. We're U.S. citizens. And as a U.S. citizen, you don't have any rights at all, period. That's true. That's why we've had shows on that about uh, reclaiming your status and getting back under that uh, protection. But yes, as, as we stand until the until you claim 
what you actually are. They presume that you have agreed that you are a U.S. citizen, but you're not. But you are until you say you're not. So that's right. Problem. And if you say you're not, if you say you're not, they're going to bury you. Then I'm in trouble. <laughs> they're going to bury you. They're going to get rid of you forever because they don't want anybody thinking that way. They don't want anyone thinking because when we all think the same thing, that means nobody's thinking at all. And so they don't want people thinking like that. So they will not allow that kind of thinking to exist in America. You are a U.S. citizen, period. And well, I'm reason in why you do then. <laughs> or reason why we're not the United States anymore, because we had a civil war. We're not united any longer. We were had a civil war. And then before that, we were called the United States. But we're not united anymore. We've got conflicts upon conflicts. So we're not united anymore. So that's why we are no longer Americans. We are individuals who uh, were not united at all. And so that's why we are in a corporation called the United States Corporation. It's a company. The United States Corporation is a company. And we are all members of the company. As I said before, and we are securities on the New York Stock Exchange for the company called the, called the U.S. Corporation. It does seem to be like a motive that's coming through all different types of social media and movies and television shows is to split, to, to fragment that's what we culture, have. families, people. Yes, well, that's why we have social... Uh, we have social, uh, you know, like Facebook, etc. They're called social networks mm-hmm. because it's part of the no, new socialist, uh, the, uh, the Union of Socialist, so Soviet Socialist Republics, USSR. So that's what we got now, the USSA, the United States Socialist Association. We are a socialist country now. And therefore, if you go back and look in the 20s, all the communist countries were referred to as the People's Democratic Republic. It was the People's Democratic Republic of China, the People's Democratic Republic of Russia, the People's Democratic Republic of North Korea. It's always the People's Democratic Republic, which is communism. Communism is democracy. And that's why we have a democratic party. They have been communists all their lives. They hate this country. They hate America. They're not interested in making America great again. And so therefore, that's why the Democrats are so incredibly vicious with the uh, President Trump because he's talking about making America great again and doing things to help the Americans while they are not interested in helping Americans. They're interested in destroying this country. And they're going about it now, and we are part of it. We're watching it happen, but we don't know 
the Communist Party in America is the Democratic Party, the People's Democratic Republic of America. This is incredible what's going on and what's happening right now, and I don't think the Americans are ready for the real truth. The world is indeed inverted. It seems that way. Yeah. So it's up to us to do something about it, to uh, create the way we want it to be and to live the way we want to live. Jordan, talking about the power of, obviously, education, we don't have a great deal of time to go into it, but you know, education conditions people through their schooling years, and then they go on to uh, television programming and movies and Hollywood. And we've, we've heard about your 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 thoughts and your, your ideas about Hollywood, Hollywood, and so on, being the magician's staff and so on. Um, I'm very interested to know how some movies, I mean, for example, you were talking earlier, Annette and Jordan, about how, you know, people on Earth could be potentially a, a, a group of um, imprisoned people and imprisoned slaves and working for the system. I mean, certain movies like Jupiter Ascending pop out suddenly. You know, that is, I don't know if anybody has seen that, but it, it's uh, a film made after The Matrix by the Wachowskis. And it's really quite illuminating. Um, it's really worth watching. Yeah. Definitely. But the point is that how does that come out? I mean, it's almost like, you know, if those people are in power and therefore controlling you know, the programming, the television programming, the movie programming that we, we, we see, then how does a movie like that come out? Is, is it going back to this idea that, you know, what I call the minority or the baddies, as you say, have to tell us or inform us about what they're going to do? almost like a contractual point. Jordan, can, can you say anything about that? I mean, I why do they tell us? There probably is something to that, that the, that the criminal element requires that you tell the people what you're going to do without telling them. You basically leave enough information to for those who want to know, and most people don't want to know. They don't care. But I do care. I want to know, and you do. And that's why you know about this. There are so many people who have accepted things, and probably one of the greatest offenders is ABC. The ABC company is probably one of the biggest promoters of communism in the world today. It is on the ABC dial on television. It's mm. funny, Jordan, because I call CNN the Communist News Network. <laughs> yeah. <or> whatever. <laughs> well, NBC is nothing but communism. Yeah. CBS yeah. is a communist broadcasting system. And ABC, <laughs> and ABC is all about communism. And the BBC is the bullshit and brainwashing corporation. So <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> it truly so is. Yeah, it's enjoy. It's great to enjoy a little bit of freedom of speech for once in a while. Yeah. Just for but, that. Uh, well, I think Jordan that there is actually light here because many groups and many communications with a lot of people, and and every day we see more and more and more and more people interested in waking up and. We might be, you know, we might have been asleep. Like I've, I've used the analogy before, like we were the rabbits, you know, the hare sleeping under the tree. 
and the tortoise is then like just cruising towards yeah. the line. Right. But then, you know, okay, so we, we wake up and I don't know, we need to drink a Red Bull or something at this point, but you know, there's still a chance. And I do think people are waking up and waking up and, you know, I have a, I have a channel on Telegram and it just is, is constant stuff coming out that I put up there so people can, you know, have a different source, learn something, get it, you know, and then if they're interested, they can keep going with it. I'll, I present a lot of stuff and I say that channel is growing by leaps and bounds. People are interested. They, they are. Well, it's, it's, it's hopeful that people will begin to actually wake up and see what is happening to themselves and their freedoms and to their life and realize that this is not by chance happening. It's happening because somebody wants it to happen. <clears throat> the other thing that we should note is that, you know, the demonstrations, um, for example, in the UK, there were regular demonstrations now where, you know, drone footage can see a, an ocean of people just going back into infinity, not infinity, it's a bit of an exaggeration, but, you know, there have been regular uh, counts estimations of like more more than 1.5 million people taking to the streets to demonstrate that they're not happy with this pandemic they're not happy with yeah. the mask they're not happy with this you know seemingly mandatory know. vaccination yeah um, i can now, that. now a demonstration in my opinion is not enough it's not enough to go through normal life and then just pop out on saturday and do a demonstration and then come back and say that's it okay it's great to unite it's great to network and discuss uh, so more needs to happen than just to demonstrate, because in my opinion, the system is broken. People are not going to say, oh, there's four people, let's change the law. You know, it, 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 but it is a very warming sign that people are becoming aware. And I think awareness is one of the key points in the trajectory to hit the target. And the target in this case yes. is create a, a better future. You're right. And that's why I have said before that if you're going to put anything on the web, don't put it in the public because the government is empowered to protect the public from what you're doing. You need to put it into a private situation where people have to uh, show that they want to hear. It's not, it's not public. It's private. And so you have a private website, and that's what I've got with this research website that I have is filled with documentary material, is filled with audios and videos and documents and all kinds of information you have never heard before. And, and probably even you have never heard this before. Some of the stuff I have on my research website, you're going to be amazed at. And that's why I've told the, I've told the public many times, my website is not filled with bells and whistles and all kinds of eye-catching things. It's a, it's a website that's designed for everyone to learn and understand what's going on on the earth. Well, Jordan, I would certainly say that the work you've done since I've been reading and following your 
trajectory. You've certainly opened my eyes and you know, all the people I, I discuss and talk about these topics with uh, are absolutely fascinated by your work. So I'd like to thank you very much for what you've done and what you continue to do. Well, I appreciate that and thank you. Do you have any uh, any events on the horizon or any, any things that you're going to... Um, I know it's more difficult with these COVID restrictions and so on, but are there any sort of more series or anything in the works? I mean, we've just seen this amazing series. It's now on Gaia TV. Uh, do you well, have anything in the works? I've got some ideas and concepts I've been looking at, uh, hopefully to develop, but I don't know I have any funds to develop them. That's the problem. I don't have the money to do what I want to do. I don't have anything. As I said in the beginning, if you want to really know, it's going to cost you because nothing is free. And therefore, I have given up my ability to make money. I've given up my ability to do things because I just don't have the funds to do it. Mm. Well, Jordan, you certainly have the talent and the expertise for it. So for any of our listeners out there, if you'd like to see some more, then this is an ideal opportunity to invest in in, uh, in our future. Guys, we're, we're coming up to the end of the runway. This show is shot by like a star. Uh, so. Without any further ado, despite the initial unpleasant realization of the truth, we see there is light at the end of the tunnel. There is an increasing number of respected journalists, writers, politicians, doctors, lawyers, influencers, artists, activists, and innovators who are wide awake and are already making great impact. All they require from you is to unplug from mainstream and social media propaganda to make your own independent research to stop acquiescing and to stand up for what you believe in. Exactly right with respect to others. Remember, you are born with power and you wake up each day with power. It is entirely up to you how you choose to retain or give it away. You've been listening to another live broadcast of the other side of the This edition is entitled Legacy of the Gods and remains available to all listeners free of charge at www.theothersideofthenews.com. My name is Timothy Saunders and together with Kintia and Aneta, we offer special thanks to our Jordan Maxwell. We wish you all a very positive week and look forward to reconnecting with you all on our next edition next Friday. Good night. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.